0: This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. Is the horse bulletproof? Does it just win? Is a dollar 70 ish too short? Do the layers get into it? Do you just back it with confidence and wait for the percentage return? Animo's honing in quickly. It's Hinge being tackled by Animo. And it's time for the crow.
1: Away goes Animo now from Hinge. They're followed then by Mawunga. Fangirl rattling home. But Animo
0: launches his autumn assault. This week... Neil Evan says. It'll run well for sure. They're all on 59 kilos. There won't be much between them. There might only be a length or so between the first four or five over the line. Alligator blood, 100 metres to go.
1: Still clear from Tuvalu. Alligator blood holding on. The alligator wins. Hello and welcome wherever you're listening to us across Australia. This is the Neil Eleven Says podcast. And Neil is about to tell us who he thinks will win this Saturday with a big day of racing at Randwick, the Chipping Norton Stakes, the Surround Stakes, and then we'll head to Victoria for Victoria's richest race for two-year-olds, the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes at Sandown, plus the Group 1 Futurity and the Group 1 Oakley Plate. And Neil Evans, welcome to you. I ran some numbers on your picks for last Saturday, and out of the horses you tipped, three of your picks came third. Three came second and three came first, but not a wow. good day for the favourites, though. Uh, Maria Mia, Aft Cabin and Nature Strip all missing
0: out. Yes, indeed, Sumzy. Hello to you. Hello to everyone tuning in for the, uh, the podcast again. Yes, they do say this is a layers nation, an absolute layers nation, because, uh, look, I've trolled through it a long, long time. There are probably more favourites, short-price favourites get beat in Australia than any other country in the world. Really? A lot of, you know, a lot of it to do with the, the amount of racing that goes on day yeah. in, day out, but... Uh, yes, carnival time. They look to get the short ones beat. It wasn't a bad day, of course. Uh, uh, there were some great results there. But what would have topped it off beautifully, Sumsy, if I wish I win in a few more bounds? Uh, wins down the straight at about $12, but uh, just behind Cool and Gatter. But a yeah. fabulous return from that horse.
1: Yes, that was a great run by I Wish I Win. Well, let's get underway. Let's head to Ramwick for races seven and eight. The track is a soft six, the rail out three metres. A massive storm Tuesday afternoon put over 80 millimetres of rain onto Ramwick. We've had a little bit of rain on Thursday, but sunny and 27 for race day. Some improvement expected there, Neil?
0: Yes, absolutely, improvement. Uh, and that rain was pretty savage through the week, but uh, it's cleared now and it's only going to get better as we head towards that first race on the Saturday at Randwick. Uh, it, it Through Friday, given out as a... A soft six. I've got no doubt in the world. will we will jump on a soft five, uh, which will probably be around that mark, and it uh, might even be the better side of that because I think it's pretty sunny on race day, uh, and the track should be in pretty good shape.
1: Well, race seven is the six hundred thousand dollar Group One Surround Stakes for three-year-old fillies at set weights over fourteen hundred, named in honour of the filly Surround, who was the champion horse of the year in seventy six seventy seven. Now, many of these runners faced off in the Group 2 light finger stakes just a couple of weeks ago. Mm. In Secret was the winner, lunging at the finish ahead of Sunshine in Paris and Cinderella Days. Madame Pomery fourth, all those runners in this race. In Secret is the favourite at $2.15, but with J-Mac on board, the Chris Waller-trained Zugotcha returns after a 147-day spell and is on the next line of betting at $5 with Tab. Neil, this is going to be a cracker. the Surround Stakes.
0: Always love the, uh, the three-year-old fillies at Group 1 level when they come around. Surround was a brilliant filly, and there's a really good one here, of course. We know it well, In Secret for Godolphin. That was very good first up. Look, I, look that was a great result for us first up with In Secret winning, uh, just navigating away from that uh, inferior inside ground that day. Uh, 1,200 metres, up to 14 this time. And, of course, Sunshine in Paris was drawn the fence. That was, a, that was an underrated run. There's no question the market has understated that run from Sunshine in Paris from the Nisham Yard and, uh, you know, up to 1,400 metre suits as well. You mentioned Zoo Gotcha. Very, very smart. Three from three last prep. Goes enormous first up. Look, I don't think the 11 gate, an outside gate or a wide gate, is that big a factor here. Uh, J-Mac will know where to go on Zoo Gotcha, And as we say, she comes to hand very, very quickly. I think it is a race in three for sure. I, you can't blast me off in secret up the top there. She is a filly built more like a four-year-old boy. She's very strong. I think she's come back stronger, to be stronger at the end over, over more distance this time. So we're up to 1,400 metres. I think from the good gate, Huey will pop her in the right spot, just a few lengths back, just probably a little bit better than midfield. And she's still the one to beat for me. So one in secret, second up. Wins the surround stakes for me. Uh, I'm going with that same exactor. I think eight sunshine in Paris from the good draw uh, will get a nice trail and be produced late. And uh, I think she's in for second at really good value. She's way over the mark. Yeah, $9. Oh, oh that's massive. Well, I saw 11 early, a little nibble at 11 for sure, just uh, to, to, to go around the favourite and certainly to play it in the exactors and the Quinellas, but, and I'll leave in 3Zoo Gotcha, who's full of class and full of first-up form as well. So they speak for themselves. One in secret to beat Sunshine in Paris, number eight, and 3Zoo Gotcha, first up, in for third.
1: That's race seven. Neil's tips are one, eight, and three. And now to the big one, Race 8 at Randwick. The $600,000 Group 1 Chipping Norton Stakes. Wait for age over 1,600. Some big names have won it, including Very Elegant the last two years. Winx won it four years in a row from 2016 to 2019. Ty the Knot won it four years in a row from 1999 to 2002. And then have a listen to some of these names. Lonro, Octagonal, Superimposed, Rain Lover, Tulloch won it in 58 and 60. And even the great Farlap, Neil, won it in 1930. So... The winner will be amongst racing royalty for the Chipping Norton Stakes. Animo, does he deserve his place amongst those names?
0: Well, he he might well do. And yeah, it's always been a a really good horse's race, the Chipping Norton, Sumsey. And you've rolled off a beautiful honour roll there. And I tell you what, I was at a launch through the week uh, uh, for the autumn carnival where there was plenty flying around there as far as the food and drink goes and plenty of arguments about the right price for Animo. Uh, Is the horse bulletproof? Uh, does it just win is a dollar 70 ish too short do the layers get into it do you just back it with confidence and wait for the percentage return which way do you go it's all in the melting pot it's going to be a great race yeah well it is a dollar 70 but uh, you like el bodegon still don't you well i'm going to stick just to the value and of course as i've said before look it's easy when you want to take on something so short it's quite the, the stallion animos it, it, you know it's it's, it's close to a bulletproof weight for age horses we've got at the moment. I'm a big, big fan of El Bodogon. Forget about that first up run. It was slow to begin, lost its spot. It settled way further back than we thought in that first up run at 1,400 metres and, and got home okay. Forget about that. This is a really good high-class import second up. I think it'll improve massively. It'll have to go back from the gate again. Uh, but I saw a size as $21 and, I'm, look, I'm just going to uh, – Uh, I'm going to be a thrill seeker and put it on top at the massive value, number nine, El Bodegon, uh, to win the Chipping Norton, to upset Animo. And, you know, of course, I'll play these actors and quinellas around the gun horse there for sure. I'll leave in number 11, Fangirl, who was very good first up. She does come to hand quickly, just not convinced about second up. She hit the line beautifully in that same race, resuming. Probably comes back a peg second up from the inside gate, but she's full of class as well. And that's the way I see it and uh, tell you what, it's going to be a good race around the hot pot to play those exotics. So at the value for me, nine, El Bodegon to cause the upset. One Animo, the star, in for second. uh, And the very good mare, Fangirl, number 11, goes in for third.
1: That's race eight at Ramwick. Neil's tips are nine, one and 11. Let's go to Sandown now. The track is a good four. The rail is true. Melbourne with another scorcher for Friday, 34, but cooler for race day. 25 with some showers expected in the afternoon. As that track softens up a bit, will that change a few sort
0: of things there, Neil, you think? I don't think so. Uh, look, you know, it might just, it's settling around a good four. It's pretty warm, as you say. There could be some showers. I've got to say, it, it's strange having the Caulfield Carnival at Sandown. We know the reasons why, but the track... You know, Cops, a fair bit of criticism, sand down, and I've been one to criticise it, as many have. But I've got to say, I think it's held up really, really well. There's been a lot of racing there. It's held up well, even in the bigger and more competitive fields, and I think it'll do it again. I just think it'll settle around a good four, Maybe just a fraction under, but the track's in good shape, so I'm not concerned by the weather at all.
1: Well, race seven, the Group 1, $2 million Blue Diamond Stakes, 1,200 metres set weights for the two-year-olds on the hillside track at Sandown, and Neil, Godolphin flying at the moment. They're looking to dominate the race with three runners exploring Zolficar and one of the favourites, Barber, at $5.50 with Tab, just behind Steel City, which is at $4.20.
0: Yes, uh, Sumsey. Look, uh, a good betting race. There's value there. Look, it's not a cracking edition of the of the Blue Diamond Stakes winners. We think of some of the previous winners like Lyre and Artorius. I don't think there's anything good as good as that in this race. You mentioned Barbara up the top there for Godolphin. Won that preview race, which should have been won by Brave Halo, who never got a crack, of course. We remember that well. Brave Halo should have been winning. Might end up being the best horse in the race, Brave Halo. But the one I like here, I think there's a real sense of timing for number 12, Steel City, from the Mar Eustace Yard. I love the gate. It's in five, so it can just stay one off the fence with cover. And as, if Blake Shin just gets this horse clear, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be out a little bit towards the middle of the track where you probably want to be from the 300. Steel City gets a fair crack at them. From about the 300 metre mark, I think it's got the biggest and best closing sectional here to win the race. Timing's right off the two-second placings. Steel City, I think you can back it with confidence, number 12, to win the Blue Diamond. Uh, I'll leave Brave Halo in. I'm convinced that it would be a lot, lot shorter than what that uh, biggish price was if it drew a better gate. It's out there, uh, one or two from the outside, and that's tricky from the 1,200 at Sandown. But uh, I think Brave Halo's a really classy youngster. Uh, it goes in for second. Uh, Ollie just needs to find some cover, somehow find some cover, and it can finish off. And I wouldn't leave out number eight, Don Corleone, for the Snowdens. It was beaten as a short-price favourite, we'll recall, in Sydney. But uh, it's a strong horse getting better, and I think it's over the mark too, number eight. So there's great value in the Blue Diamond. 12 Steel City to win it, to beat five Brave Halo, with a bit more luck this time. And number eight, Don Corleone, goes in for
1: third. Okay, it's 12, 5 and 8 for race seven at Sandown. Race eight, the group won $750,000 Futurity Stakes, 1,400 metres Wait for age. Alligator blood returns after a 112-day spell.
0: Yes, the great soap opera horse.
1: And Neil Jockey, Jamie Carr, has suggested a gear change for I'm Thunderstruck. They'll take the crossover noseband off. Uh, What's that going to do?
0: Uh, now, crossover nosebands are understated gear changes, off and on. But you see them a lot more. And I tell you what, I could. There's a few nights out this week I could have done with a crossover noseband. I'm, I can tell you that. But uh, uh, ta- I'd take note of that. Jamie Carr knows the horse very, very well. Uh, of course, a massive run in the Group One CF4. I just think this is I'm Thunderstruck's race to lose. Uh, gate three. I mean, it'll be cat and mouse. It's not a big field. Seven runners is cat and mouse. We know who the big players are. But I do believe I'm Thunderstruck second up. And also Mr Brightside, number three, second up. They're getting to the mile, both second up. It's a very similar sort of prep and look to the race. I think they're the two that fight it out for sure here. Alligator Blood first up. I'm more inclined to let it go for second up. Um, it'll it'll run well. It'll run well for sure. They're all on 59 kilos. It won't be much between them. There might only be a length or so between the first four or five over the line, but uh, pretty confident here we'll nail the Cornell. A one I'm thunderstruck, second up on top to win from that nice cover gate. Mr. Brightside will be big second up. It goes in for second, number three, and we'll leave the blood he will sit up there, number two, in for third. So uh, the creams at the top of the saddlecloths here. Uh, Sumsy, one to beat, three and two.
1: Yes, looking forward to the Faturity Stakes at Sandown. Race nine, the group won $750,000 Oakley plate, 1,100 metres open handicap for the sprinters. One of the oldest races in Australia. First run at Caulfield in 1884. Mirabi won it last year. And this year, number nine, Asphura, first up and
0: favourite with Tab $5.50 nil. is very smart, comes to hand uh, very quickly for the Henry Dwyer. Stable. Look, I think it's a big chance, but this is an Oakley plate at Sandown where we're normally used to seeing at Caulfield. It's a different dynamic. It's a different speed map. Uh, they are out of the chute. We've got the second winning post, don't forget. So uh, let's pray there's no, there's no whip waving going on at the first post and there's a little bit further to go. But I think they're quite well used to that now. Look, Sumsy looking at this race, it's always open, the Oakley plate. There's always pressure a long way from home. It's not a brilliant field, but it's a very good one. I have no doubt in the world that number 13, I am me, is the best horse in the field. Just don't like it from the one gate late in the day. I think that's tricky. But I am me, this is the horse that um, put four together last prep in brilliant fashion. The improvement was amazing. I, I record, you know, it ran nearly 1.8 flat beating a, a sprinter up here called Space Boy. You know, you look at its times. one oh seven point seven at Randwick when it destroyed Dehorn Unicorn. I mean, that is sizzling stuff on the clock. I am me, You can follow it right through the autumn. Might not get the cash here, but it's certainly one to follow. For me, Sumsey, the outstanding value in the race is number five, King of Sparta, um, who, of course, was a brilliant winner over 1,300 metres at the Magic Millions Carnival. Now, that's a bit of time ago. They've given it a spell, what, six or seven weeks since then, coming back from Queensland. But the stable, the Snowden Yard has given it a good, strong trial, ticking over nicely. So I think the gap in racing back to the 1,100 metres here from a soft draw is really good. King of Sparta will be so strong if it gets clear running. It's got to get out, gate three. There'll be traffic around, but if it gets a crack at them from uh, good crack from the 250-metre mark, I think it's outstanding value. I'm going to put it on top to win the Group 1 Oakley Plate. Number five, King of Sparta. I am me on pure class and ability. Number 13 goes in for second. And I will leave in number nine, Asfora, first up for the Dwyer Yard. Uh, plenty of class. I know it's been set for this race for a long, long time since the spring, Asfora. I think they're the three to follow. Five King of Sparta, terrific value. 13 IME, all class and ability, and nine Aspora.
1: All right, King of Sparta at $8.55, 13 and nine for the Oakley Plate Race 9 at Sandown. This is the Neil Eleven Says Podcast. Don't forget our special podcast interview with Joe Pride is still available. If you haven't heard Joe talk about Eduardo and Private Eye and how they're looking for the autumn, check it out. You can subscribe for automatic episode updates by hitting the follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio all feature the Neil Evans Says podcast. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for Ramwick and Sandown. Neil's Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. You can also read Neil's weekly racing preview in The Sportsman, Australia's authority of racing journal, thesportsman.com.au. Please gamble responsibly. We release the podcast every Friday by 12 p.m. And Neil, just a reminder to... Uh, All of our listeners in Sydney, if you're heading to the Randwick races this Saturday, it's going to be a big night in Sydney. Mm. Not only do we have the races on at Randwick, but of course, uh, the big World Pride Festival is on. And the Mardi Gras is returning to Oxford Street. So it's going to be uh, pretty busy. In in other words, it's going to be a nightmare uh, around the city. So just uh, be aware of that. Actually, uh, an interesting story I read about Qantas. You know, Obviously, they had that big profit announcement yesterday, but they put on a special flight for the World Pride. They brought a whole bunch of people from the LGBTQI plus community in Los Angeles out on a specially chartered Qantas flight yep. from Los Angeles to Sydney. Uh, before they even got on the plane, they got complimentary glasses of champagne. They put on a mini concert for them. They gifted them with a special pride-themed pair of Qantas pajamas. Uh, they even had the Mecca Max team on board. Uh, they were hosting makeup masterclasses throughout the flight, so that when you landed, you know you looked special. Yes. Uh, unlike you, Neil, I, I could only imagine what you looked like after a 12-hour flight.
0: Well, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, nasty. <laughs> uh, you'd have a head like a twisted shanty. <laughs>
0: I've
1: also got the menu from the flight. They had a special menu. Mm. Uh, a couple of the desserts they had the raspberry rainbow lamingtons. Hey, what about those? Yes. And the chocolate crackles with the sprinkles. Did your mum used to make your chocolate crackles? Yes. I wasn't a fan of the
0: chocolate crackle. bit sickly for me.
1: I'm a bit disappointed the Honey Joys didn't make the menu. Yeah,
0: that's it. I like the Honey Joys. Remember those? Yes. The
1: butter, sugar, honey and cornflakes all mixed up together?
0: Yeah, a bit of a fan of those I was.
1: They'll give you diabetes and a heart attack at the same time.
0: Well, geez, um, Sunsy, we don't want one of those, do we? Yeah.